So the really, really observant among you will have noticed that um, our program said that we were due to have um, Caraway Durgu come and preach this morning. Caraway is a, a really old and good friend of mine. Uh, we trained together at London School of Theology, and uh, then we trained together <laughs> again at Oak Hill College. Uh, and he's now Bishop of Woolwich. Where did I go wrong? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, dear Caraway is unfortunately uh, off sick, so he had to cancel. But, you know, all things work together for good for those who love Jesus and are called according to his purposes. And I, it is actually timely that uh, I uh, come with a message for you because I believe the Lord gave me a word for uh, our church for 2020. Uh, and so I've seized this opportunity to share that with you. If you'd like to turn uh, to Psalm 126, and I will read that to you. It's an amazing psalm. It's one of the, so the songs of ascent. Psalm 120 to Psalm 134, 15 psalms, 10% uh, of all the psalms. Uh, are the songs of ascent. They were specifically designed as songs to sing on the way uh, in procession up to worship at the temple. Uh, and um, uh, uh, so that's the, the flavor of them. And here is one of them, uh, Psalm 126. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion... We were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with songs of joy. Do you remember uh, when we processed from the old church round in Holden Road up here? The, some of you weren't around at that time, but three or four hundred of us processed all the way around from the old church up to here. And weren't we those who dreamed at that point? Here it is. Our tongues were filled with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. And we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord. Like streams in the Negev, the desert, those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. An amazing psalm, isn't it amazing? I think it encapsulates uh, what I want to say to you this morning. A couple of weeks ago, on fifteenth of January, uh, we had a leadership forum. This is a, a meeting for um, many people within our membership here who are involved in different levels of leadership, and. Um, uh, 
uh, we had a grill the vicar section uh, in the leadership forum, and so I was going to take uh, Q and A, uh, and I was just preparing myself for that. Something else was going on at the front, and I was asking the Lord, uh, Lord, is there a particular uh, message that you want to give me to share with this group of leaders? Um, and then something uh, relatively unusual happened to me as I was just praying at the back of this meeting. Uh, the Lord spoke to me and gave me a word for the church. I say relatively unusual because it doesn't happen all that often. And and when it does, for me, it's quite a it's quite a moment. Um, and that's the word that I want to share with you this morning. Um, we've just had Chinese New Year. So, so who here is from the uh, Chinese communities, the Chinese diaspora? Oh, not many. Most of them come early. There, there was a whole crowd at 9.30. Well, Happy New Year to you. Did you celebrate? Do you have a good time over Chinese New Year? Well... In this, uh, the Chinese New Year tradition, each year is the year of something. And, of course, this year is the year of the rat. Um, and, um, and actually, you know, most of us do the equivalent, don't we? We come to the beginning of the year and we set our New Year's resolutions or we s just ponder, I wonder what this year has in store for me. What's going to happen this year? What is this the year of? Uh, and I, I uh, just musing over the journey that we've had at St. Barnabas, and 2018 was the year of the move for St. Barnabas, wasn't it? Amazing to think that uh, we moved the, uh, the year before last. I mean, it's becoming ancient history now, isn't it? Can you believe it? It's, it's really a long time ago. 2018, the year of the move. 2019 was the year of settling in. Everything was new. People were getting trapped behind locked doors. Uh, you know, all sorts of things were, throw, uh, were, were popping up. Uh, we were settling in. Um, and then at that... Uh, leadership forum when I was just sitting at the back, perhaps in the back of my mind, knowing that Chinese New Year was, was coming up, uh, I was just thinking, I wonder what 2020 would be the year of for St. Barnabas. And at that moment, the Lord gave me a word. And uh, the word he gave me was a word that he had given me previously on the 28th of July, uh, 2015, four and a half years ago. And at that time, we were right in the middle of the Go and Grow project. And the whole project was in jeopardy. We didn't know whether it was going to come off or not. We believed the Lord had spoken to us about it and that, uh, uh, you know, that it was his will, but there were all sorts of things in our way. And in the midst of this, I'd heard a, a rumor, somebody had said to me that the Bishop of London had lost confidence in the project. And I thought, well, that's ridiculous. 
how can the Bishop of London lose confidence in the project when I haven't even been to see him to share our vision for what we believe God is calling us to do? Uh, you know, who's been talking to him? So I resolved to go and see him. And on the 28th of July, I headed up to London and I went to the old deanery next to St. Paul's Cathedral uh, and was ushered up into the bishop's sitting room there in that grand place with the severe portraits of former bishops of London on the walls. Um, and uh, there, Bishop Richard Charters, who was then the Bishop of London, of course, it's Bishop Sarah now, but at that time it was Richard Charters. Uh, he came and we met and I shared our vision for the Go and Grow project, for moving our parish church from a back road in an old-fashioned building to the high road where we are now. And uh, uh, far from losing confidence in the project, he got quite excited uh, and he shared our vision uh, and was a great encouragement to me. And at the end of our conversation, he said to me, Henry, what are you praying for St. Barnabas uh, right now? What's the main thing you are praying for St. Barnabas? And what I... What I blurted out, came as a great surprise to him. Because I said to him, I'm praying for renewal. You see, he thought I was going to say, I'm praying for the move, or I'm praying for money, or I'm praying for resources, or I'm praying for something to do with the project. But the word that just popped up into my mind and was very much on my heart at that time, was renewal. I wanted St. Barnabas to be renewed. That's what was on my heart, and that's what I had been praying. And that was the same word that the Lord gave me at the back of that leadership forum two weeks ago, that 2020 was to be the year of renewal. It's as if it's a bit like what happened to Cornelius in Acts 10. You remember Cornelius, he was a Gentile um, who, who was the first person that Peter went to preach to a Gentile. It never happened before. But before Peter the way it came about was that an angel visited Cornelius. And this is what the angel said. He said, Cornelius, your prayers and gifts have come up as a memorial offering before God. In other words, Cornelius had been praying maybe for years and giving and acting on his faith and pushing out and doing everything he could, perhaps for years, and yet not really seen any fruit. And then at a particular moment, all those prayers and gifts and action came up before the Lord. The Lord remembered them. As if to say, Cornelius, now is the moment. Now is the moment. Four and a half years ago, I said to the bishop, I'm praying for renewal. That's my heart for St. Barnabas, for renewal. And four and a half years on, 
I believe it's come up before the Lord. 2020, the year of renewal. And um, if that is true, and we need to discern these things before the Lord, but if that is true, then the question follows, what does that mean? What does renewal mean for us in the coming year? And I've got uh, uh, two aspects to that. Uh, the, the first aspect of renewal uh, it comes from a word that the Lord gave us a little while ago. Another word um, from Revelation 2, the letter to the Ephesians, where it says in verse 5, Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. And so I believe that God is calling us to renew some of the things we did at first. Now, understand that biblical renewal is never going back. It's always moving forwards. It's always moving into the new thing that God has done. But it's done in a context. It's done in an awareness of our journey, our story so far. And that's, that is the nature of a repentance in this context. We're, we're, that we're being real and honest about where we have been, recognizing where we slipped, where we've lost ground, repenting and saying, God, we know that we've, we've lost the plot on certain things and we want to we come back to you. We want to renew those things and do some of the things that we did at first. Uh, and so what are those things that we did at first? Well, I've got for you this morning, seven of them, because seven's a good biblical number. And I'll uh, just uh, uh, whiz you through those seven. And it's not an exhaustive list. Maybe there are 12. Maybe there are 40. Um, maybe, maybe there are 144. You never know. But uh, th th uh, I've got seven. The first is renewing community. You know, there was a time at St. Barnabas where after this service, the 1130 service, we would all gather and bring food in and eat together and really intercommunicate and connect with one another. And we've lost a little bit of that community in the move and uh, in focusing on other things. Um, we want to regrow that sense of community and friendship and interconnection between one another, uh, living our lives together community. Second renewal thing is life groups. Um, uh, we've always had small groups at St. Barnabas. We had small, we call them cell groups and we call them Barnabas groups. Then we had missional communities and now we're calling them life groups. Um, but we believe that now is really a, a season of renewing them. Well, I think four new ones started up uh, in um, uh, in January. If we keep going at that level, uh, we will have 48 by the end of the year. Uh, you know, that's attainable, isn't it? Uh, we want to give an opportunity to every single person to be involved in a life group, uh, to be uh, making close r friendships, uh, living life together, 
discipling one another. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another, says the scriptures. We want that dynamic happening in a, a, an exhaustive small group network. Um, and we believe that this year is the year of renewing that. Um, pastoral care. Uh, we now have a pastoral and discipleship working group, uh, which um, uh, Jane and Yomi uh, are helping head up. Uh, and they are uh, looking at how we can get better at pastoral care. Pastoral care should never be something that is a service delivered by professional clergy to the general membership. No. Pastoral care is about love. It's about bearing one another's burdens. It's about when you hear someone sick, you go and visit them in hospital. It's about cooking meals for people who've just had babies. It's about helping out uh, when someone's got an issue that they can't resolve on their own. It's not something that is done by the leadership for the membership. It's done everyone to everyone. And we're looking at how we can make that happen, how we can facilitate uh, uh, that uh, framework for us to uh, bear one another's burdens together. Next, uh, leadership training. Uh, at St Barnabas, we have a great heritage of raising up and training uh, leaders uh, sending out missionaries, uh, raising up and sending out church planters, recruiting uh, future vicars, uh, training youth workers, and so on. Uh, and we see from St. Barnabas many people all over the country who uh, had their roots here, had grown up here, were raised up here and sent out. And that's been a wonderful thing, and we've never stopped doing it. Um, but perhaps we haven't done quite as much of it uh, uh, in recent times. Um, the Lord says, repent and do the things you did at first. That needs to change. We need to form a, a leadership training pipeline because uh, to raise up emerging leaders, because we are going to need dozens of life group leaders, dozens of church planters, of youth leaders, of prophetic prayers, of evangelists, of pastoral people, of kids leaders. The list goes on. We're going to need dozens, hundreds of them. Have you been praying for that? If you have, you are shortly to become the answer to your own prayers. <laughs> because it's you. <laughs> um, then revitalized grassroots. Uh, we have been known at St. Barnabas as uh, a Church of England church that has the most minimal differential between the clergy, those who are ordained like me and Adrian, and the non-ordained uh, leaders uh, like, like Jane, uh, like um, uh, Bridget, like uh, Coco, like Andy. 
you know, uh, uh, like Peter Troop sitting there, that, that there's no difference. We believe in the priesthood of all believers. And we want everybody to be involved, everyone to play a part. We want a huge diversity of leadership. Um, we want to uh, have an emphasis on raising up all sorts of people. And again, we've never stopped doing this, but you'll be forgiven for thinking that we've pulled back from that a bit. And that's been partly because we've had so many clergy around the place or clergy type people. I mean, you're practically tripping over them. <laughs> uh, you know, the, in, the, in some quarters, they call me Henry Six Curates Kendall. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, uh, and we value our ordained leaders. We do. But, you know, that's not the whole of it, is it? And we believe in the priesthood of all believers that we can all uh, get involved. Everyone gets to play. The next renewal is the renewal of generosity, of renewing our attitude of giving away, giving away people to missions, giving away our time and our effort without counting the cost, giving away our money. Now, St. Barnabas is an incredibly generous church. We gave, um, you know, two and a half million to the Go and Pro Go project. But of course, that was giving in a sense to us, wasn't it? And so I'm not talking about that so much as just giving away beyond ourselves. Um, in the kingdom of God, you don't accumulate by grabbing to yourself. You accumulate by giving away because Jesus says, give and it will be given to you. You know, uh, sometimes people come up to me and say, um, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're full. And, and we are practically full here at the 11.30 service. There are a few chairs over there, but not many. The cafe's full. Pretty full over here. I mean, so where can we grow? You know, and people come occasionally to me, to me you know, we ought to, we ought to plant a church uh, in order to create space. And, of course, we ought to plant a church. We ought to plant churches all the time. We want to be doing that. But that is not going to solve the space problem, it's going to it, uh, cause even greater space problems because you grow by giving away. We'll have even more people. We won't know where to put them. They'll be standing at the back. Well, they already are. <laughs> well done, Tina. <laughs> uh, uh, Give, uh, renewing our, our, our desire just to give and give and give. The next renewal is a vision for growth, a vision for multiplication. I think we need to become more audacious about what God can do through us. We want to plant a church every couple of years, minimum. 
And we want all of those churches to be planting churches every couple of years. Um, and that's quite apart from what I believe God wants, an explosion of local mission uh, here. Uh, we're anticipating this. You know, Farsi Alpha. The cafe is going to be opening this year. The multiplicity of community groups that are going to start bubbling up here, uh, from our center here. Uh, and I believe that's going to happen in 2020. Seven things. That's a start. There's more. That's a start. But I said at the beginning, there were two aspects of renewal. That's the first aspect. Ren uh, repent. And do some of the things that you did at first. That's the first aspect. But um, there is a second aspect. And perhaps, you know, that first aspect is not what you had expected when, when I said the word renewal. Um, perhaps you were thinking of something else. And the second aspect uh, hopefully will satisfy you. Because uh, I believe the Lord wants to not only us renew some of the things we do, but renew who we are through an outpouring of his Holy Spirit. That sense of renewal. And I believe God wants us for that. And I think actually we've already started. We've already started to see some of the first fruits of a renewal of the Holy Spirit happening amongst us. Uh, we've had more uh, in the last few months, more prayer initiatives bubbling up and with a greater vibrancy. I think our worship I mean, our worship bands are amazing, aren't they? And they have really been leading us into the presence of God in this last. It feels really fresh. Um, they manifest presence of God. I believe that has started to happen amongst us in a more potent way. We've seen uh, a number of really extraordinary healings in the last few months, the like of which we hadn't seen for quite a while before. So I do believe that this renewal of the Holy Spirit has already started. And I believe that's what the Lord wants for us for 2020. The year of renewal. And to that end, and I've not given you any warning of this, so you can take this or leave it. But in 10 days' time, we have uh, what we call our central prayer meeting. We have it only once a term. It is the most amazing meeting. We meet here, just like this, uh, and there's usually a, a, a pretty good number of us, but still not enough. Uh, it's on a Wednesday evening, the 12th of February at 7.45, and we always have an incredible time where we experience the presence of God. And what I want to suggest to you is that over the next 10 days, culminating in that prayer meeting, we pray this in. We pray this in. The, renewal, the year of renewal. Uh, you may want to undertake some degree of fasting over that 10 days. I am going to undertake some fasting during that days. Uh, I'm actually even going to give up meat, uh, which, I mean, what else do you eat? I mean, you know, I just don't, uh, it's like, it's like complete starvation. So, uh, <laughs> um, 
So, 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 so I'm going to fast. You, there are different ways of fasting. You can go on a, just a water fast, you can, uh, which is quite extreme. You can um, uh, miss a meal a day, miss lunch, go and pray over lunch. You can uh, fast from chocolate, from coffee and tea, uh, from TV, from uh, uh, whatever it is. That it needs to cost a little bit. Well, wh why are we doing that? The, wh what's, what's that about? Because the, the reason why we fast is it's like saying to God, your purposes in my life are more important than the very stuff of life, food. And so we set aside that in order to, to say to God, no, you are more important. Um, do I feel closer to God when I fast? Frankly, no. I just feel hungry. <laughs> but I know that there is a spiritual dynamic that is triggered in the heavenlies when I do that discipline. And so I invite you to engage over the next 10 days in some element of fasting. Uh, just You just take that between you and the Lord. And let's pray this in. And then we all meet back together in 10 days' time at the central prayer meeting. And uh, we'll see what the Lord is saying at that point. Let me conclude by reading that psalm again. Um, Rachel, can you put that psalm? Look at that instant. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. And we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. Let's stand. Can, can we pray for this? Let's just, um, Rachel, can you put up that list? Brilliant. Let's pray. Father Almighty, come on your church, St. Barnabas. We pray for renewal. We pray that you would pour out your Holy Spirit on us with renewed vigor, that we would see the glory of the Lord fall on this place. Lord, manifest your presence amongst us. Come by your Spirit, pour out with your power, with mighty signs and wonders over us, Lord. Lord, we repent. We repent that we have 
consider how far we have fallen. And Lord, we come back to you, Lord. Lord, we want to come to you in repentance and do the things that we did at first. Renew us, Lord. Renew our community. Renew our life groups. Renew our pastoral care, our leadership training, our grassroots ministry, our generosity, our vision for growth. Come, come, Lord Jesus. Come, bring your people and raise us up in victory to, to herald in your kingdom here in North Finchley. God, bring your kingdom here, we pray. Come, Lord Jesus.